Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God. Acts chapter 1 verse 4, And being assembled together with them. Now let me read that again. I'm just reading the first part of Acts chapter 1 verse 4. And being assembled together with them. Now, last week we talked about, we ended the service on how what the enemy wants is to break your fellowship. How our fellowship one with another is a true sign of that which God, or, or that which God is doing in our lives and our relationship, our personal relationship with God. The Bible says we have fellowship one with another. That word fellowship is also the word communion. It's, uh, uh, there's all other kind of words that you can, you know, uh, talk about it, it, it meaning, but it literally means that we are one together with Him. When we are in fellowship one with another. Now, this verse right here is the beginning Word in which the Lord Jesus Christ used in order to set the standard and the preeminence of what, what is this entity on the earth, the church, what is it going to be? What is it going to be? Now, it's going to be what? It's going to be Jesus assembled together with us. Now, for years, I was meditating on this the other day. For years, we've seen moves of God come, and we've seen them go. That's what's unusual about them. The, 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 the great healing revival, uh, 1947, 48, through about 1961 or 62, there wasn't much assembly, but there was a lot of gathering together. You've got to understand, there are two dif- different dimensions to Christianity. There's a gathering together of people, then there's the assembly thereof. You know, it's unique in almost every endeavor of life. You can get the pulpit, the, the, the keyboard, the drums, the, uh, the, the air conditioning system. It, they'll all come in boxes, but they have to be assembled. In their gathered together state, they're ineffective. Are, are you with me? But once they're assembled, they're able to function in the purpose in which they were created. This one thing right here is what the devil fights more than anything else is the correct assembly of the body of Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now, now, now you think about, I guess the most powerful Pentecostal denomination that ever rose up was the Assemblies of God. Still is very, a lot of very powerful Assembly of God churches. We'll have one of their most powerful pastors with us in our Fall Harvest Conference this year, Brother Eddie Turner. He's one of the, their most powerful ministers. But that came out of the Azusa Street Revival, 1907, in which God began to move powerfully. But there was no assembly of that. There was a gathering together. 800 people could fit in the building and there'd be as many as 3,000 on the outside. They would have five services a day. But nothing ever came of it other than the inspiration and demonstration of the Holy Ghost getting into people's lives. But then there were men that got together and said, we've got to take this to another level. We've got to put this together so it is a functioning entity in the earth. And they come up with the assemblies of God. Do you see that? And out of that came an organization that basically changed, radically changed our nation. You say, you think it really changed our nation? Absolutely it did. Now today, what we've seen in the independent church movement is many times the ability of men with gifts to gather together large groups of people, but an assembly of it is very difficult for it to happen. Here at Island Church, you know, one of the things that makes us unique is we are in Galveston. 
and there's been, you know, uh, negative word after negative word after negative word after negative word spoken about Galveston Island being a place in which there'll never be a move of God, being a place which, you know, God is not, uh, uh, d- doesn't even visit there. I mean, it's a place of sin, a place of unrighteousness, a place that has forsaken God. It was a wide open city up until 1950s. And since then, you know, who knows what goes on here? But it's in places like this that God loves to do His greatest work. He loves to manifest Himself. The Bible talks about Jesus showing up in those, uh, in those areas of Tyre and Sidon, being, the Bible says, in the, in the region of darkness. A great light has shone. That's because when light shines in regions of great darkness, everybody sees it. And the adversary fights men and women like you from being not just gathered together, but assembled, put into the right place in your life and in your ministry and in that which God has called you to do. He fights and he fights and he fights and he fights because if he can keep us from being assembled, he'll keep us from being effective. Amen? Now, one other scripture. I had it marked earlier and I, I was, that was going to be at the end of my message, but the Lord said do it like this, so I'm going to do it like this. Hebrews chapter 10. Turn there real quick. Hebrews chapter 10. I'm going to read in verse 10. Now, if you'll give me a little liberty, I'm going to read it in the Amplified because it amplifies it. Amen? Let me make sure that's verse 10. That's not verse 10. That's verse 19. Verse 19, Therefore, brethren... Since we have full freedom and confidence to enter the Holy of Holies by the power and virtue in the blood of Jesus. Now that's powerful right there. Every one of us have the right to enter into the holiest of all by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's unimaginable to the Levitical priesthood who had to go through ritual after ritual after ritual just to get into the presence of God. Then if they made a mistake, they dropped dead in His presence. But thank God the blood of Jesus is upon the mercy seat. And every one of us have the right to boldly come before the throne of God to obtain mercy in time of need. Amen? It says, by this flesh, this new and living way, which He initiated and dictated and opened us for up, opened up for us, through the separating curtain, the veil of the Holy of Holies, that is through His flesh. You say, now what is, what that, that sounds like a bunch of religious, you know, he's literally saying this. He says, now because of His flesh, that means He is in heaven with the marks of covenant in His hand, holes in His hand, holes in His feet, a big gaping hole in His side, holes in His head. His blood is upon the mercy seat, which also represents a part of His flesh. We can do what? We can walk through Him into the Holy of Holies. We don't come on our own merit. We don't come on our own ability. We don't come on our own righteousness. We don't come on our own holiness. We come through Him into that Holy of Holies, into that special place of God the Father, of God Almighty. I tell you, somebody ought to get excited about that. And since we have such a great and wonderful and noble priest, that's Jesus, who rules over the house of God, let us come forward and draw near with true, honest, sincere hearts in unqualified assurance and absolute conviction engendered personality engendered by faith 
that the leaning on the entire human personality on God in absolute trust and confidence in His power, wisdom, and goodness, having our hearts sprinkled and purified from a guilty, evil conscience or lifestyle and our bodies cleansed with pure water. So let us seize and hold fast and retain without, and retain without wavering the hope we cherish and confess and our acknowledgement of it. For He who promised is reliable, sure, and faithful to His Word. Now, here's the scripture I want to get it to. Now, th- one more scripture, then we'll get to it. And let us consider and give adherence. Uh, no, let, us co- let us consider and give attentive, continuous care to watching over one another. Everybody say one another. One another. Look, at your, look at your neighbor say one another. Over one another, studying how we may stir up stimulate and incite to love and helpful deeds and noble activities. That means we're dependent upon each other to stir each other up, to urge each other other on. Keep on. You can do it. I I agree with your faith. That's what you're believing God for. I'm with you. I'm not against you. I'm for you. I'm praying with you. Come on, church. Now notice this. Not forsaking nor neglecting to assemble together as believers. Now, for many times what we've, we've read into that, uh, King James says not, not neglecting the assembling of ourselves together, even as, so, uh, as some do, even as the days grow evil. We've looked at that as, oh, we just need to come to church. Oh, yeah. We just need to come to church. Well, I agree, you need to come to church. But you need to be assembled. Amen. This is what Satan fights. More than anything else. It's not just gathering a crowd. I got a lot of preacher friends that's got big names. I could call them up and say, I come to Island Church and this place, we'd have to put out chairs and seat people in the foyer because they got a name that could draw crowds like that. But they ain't going to assemble nothing. They'll gather it together. That doesn't mean anything's going to be assembled. For years as a church, what the enemy has fought here at Island Church is what? The assembling of ourselves. Notice the the terminology, the assembling of ourselves. The assembling of ourselves. Not God putting us together, but we putting ourselves together in unity, in vision, in that which we desire to do, because in between the cracks of where we are not assembling ourselves together is where the enemy comes in to bring strife and division and all kinds of crazy stuff. And deception. I mean to tell you, the, the, the majority, I say the majority, because there are people that, 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 that leave our church, that move, that, 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 that move to other cities, and, and many of them come back for our conferences, and we love them. When they come visit, we love them. But there's been many that have sat in my office that were mad, that were upset, and everything they believed was a deception. Everything they believed was wrong. And I, there's, what, what can you say to somebody who believes a lie? You can't say anything to them. So what you've got to do as a believer is you've got to look to the left of you 
and to the right of you and in front of you and behind you and you need to make a decision. I'm called to be assembled with these people. It doesn't matter if they're black. It doesn't matter if they're white. It doesn't matter if they're Hispanic. It doesn't matter if they're polka dotted. It does not matter who they are or what they look like. I am called by God to be assembled together with them. Now, if you will get that into your mind, you will realize that everything else it says previously is talking about every blessing that God has given us in Christ Jesus. Your prosperity, your healing, your blessing is dependent upon that assembly because once that assembly takes place, like it said over there in Acts chapter 1, and being assembled together with them, commanded. Jesus can start commanding once we are correctly put together. And when we are correctly put together, what does He command? The first thing He commanded them was to be filled with the Holy Ghost. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Then in Acts chapter 3, He commands healing. Acts chapter 4, when they rose up against the church, He commanded deliverance. Acts chapter 5, He declared prosperity. Acts chapter, chapter 6 and 7, He brought in the, all the deacons and put them together. Acts chapter 8, there was revival in Samaria. Acts chapter 9, the greatest enemy of the church gets born again and filled with the Holy Ghost. That's Jesus working in the earth, being assembled together with believers, with the body of Christ. Some of you have needs. You need God to intervene in your life. You have situations in your finances, in your family, in your physical health. You say, God, this guy I go to and listen to him preach, he talks about how God has already done it. I'm struggling just to believe that. How can God already... You've got to make a decision. There's something bigger than what you're going through. There's something bigger than your life. Something bigger than your family. And it is what God is calling you to. To be assembled together with people of light, precious faith. Because once you do, the purpose of the church, the intention of the church, and its ability to carry out supernatural gets accomplished. Amen. Without it, we, don't not, we do nothing. We do nothing but spin our wheels. And the storms the enemies brought against Island Church. Physically, he tried to destroy us. Physically. With one storm. He tried it again in 2017. A physical storm. How many remember that? I got up and told the church in May of that year. There's a storm coming. There's a storm coming. And I had to pray and get, get what it was. It's a physical storm. This time that year, 2017, we went off to Tulsa like we'll do today. Went to Fire for the Nations Conference. We prayed. Pastor Sam Carr prayed over Island Church. We released our faith corporately. And that storm tried four times to hit this island. And didn't get near us. There's been other storms. The enemy has sent. But we're still here. You say, Why? Because the intention of God is to assemble us together into a functioning body in which He can move in and through to bring salvation, God's healing power, prosperity like we've never seen before, and in the midst of the darkness of what's going on in this nation, in this world, to raise up a light in which people can see and be drawn to it. That's the desire and the design of God and His intention for us. So what we must do as a church is what? Come under the influence of that so that it changes our perspective so that everything we see is not my for and no more. For the sake. And I've been to Nicaragua. I was there right after the, right after the war stopped. And the, to see the children begging in the streets. 
and to see their bellies bloated from hunger. I've been to, I've been to uh, the Philippine Islands, seen the, seen the things that go on down there. The, even though they've got great churches and great ministry, there's still so much need. In, in Tanzania, when I was there this December, in all of these different nations that I've been in around the world, to see the plight of humanity that cries out. Many of their cry is not for a new car. It's not for, you know, uh, deliverance from some, uh, uh, you know, uh, problem that we get because we eat too much or something. It's not for a new house. It's not for tickets for the Astro. It's a cry for food in their belly so that they can live one more day. That cry has to be heard. It has to be responded to. And God has to raise up churches in these last days that get assembled together. And it's not easy. It's not easy because in order to do that, we have to walk in love. We have to prefer one another. And we have to make a decision to just overcome all the petty little offenses and goofy things that the enemy tries to rise up so that we can truly walk in unity one with another. It's not, it's not, it's, it's not unachievable, but it is unachievable without God. Now, I'm going to close with this. Look at the trend in our nation right now. Look at the trend in our, I don't know what side of the fence you're on, really don't care. We're not a political church, we're a spiritual church. But there's never been more strife. There's never been more division. There's never been more disunity. And I don't care what flag you run up the flagpole. They're right and I'm wrong. It does not matter. It takes two to tango. The Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers. For they shall receive peace. Amen? That same spirit that was seen two decades ago by men of God is acting in our government and wants to get into churches. And we've got to make a decision in our heart. We're not subject to that. I prefer my brother. I prefer my sister. I walk in love toward my brother and my sister. I love the Lord. God loves me. I love myself and I love you. And I'm going to take all of that divine love and I'm going to take it out to the world. And I'm not going to get caught up in the petty bickering of political issues or anything else that tries to raise up in life. I'm going to stay fixed on the Lord and on the good things that He is. Because I'm telling you, there's been other times in our nation where there's been strife and turmoil in our government and the church has had to rise up and be the church. You say, well, we, we ought to influence people to vote this way or influence people to... No, we ought to influence people to serve God. Amen. That needs to be the intention of the church because that's the intention of God. Amen. And if we will do that, we will find many of the needs that we have in our life get met automatically because God's already given us provision. We're not the sick trying to get healed. How many times have we said it? We're not poor old sinners saved by grace. We're the righteousness of God in Christ. Amen. We're not sick trying to get healed. We are the healed of God, using the Word of God to fight off every symptom, every sickness, and every disease. We're not poor trying to get rich. We're the rich of God, tithing and offering in order to appropriate that which God says belongs unto us. Amen? And we're not depressed, looking for some drug or something to get joy out of. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Brother Demas Shakarian, he was the head of an organization called the Full Gospel Businessmen. He wrote a book called The Happiest People on Earth. And it's time the church gets back to the place 
in which the world looks in the door and sees the happiest people on earth. Lift your hands and worship the Lord. Father, we worship you today. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your goodness. Lord, we thank you for all that you're doing amongst us. Thank you for the unity of peace, the bond of the Spirit. Thank you for what you're assembling together. Your intention for us. Help us to come under the influence. Let our perspective change. Let us be fully persuaded that what you have promised, you are also able to perform. Father, we thank you for Psalms 91. We declare over the entire congregation. Lord, we know there are some, some already up in Tulsa. We know there are some that are on vacation. We know some that couldn't make it, had to work, do different things today. But Father, we include the entire family of Island Church every Sunday and Wednesday in this prayer. We claim as the body of Christ, you being assembled together with us, we claim Psalms 91. No evil befalls us. No plague comes nigh our dwelling place. Angels have charge over us. A thousand could fall at our side and ten thousand at our right hand, but it will not come nigh us. We thank you, Father, that we walk on serpents and scorpions over all power of the enemy and nothing will by any means harm us. So, Father, as we travel on the highways, the airways, the seaways, the railways, we declare your provision and your safety over us. Father, also in the righteous labor of our hands, many different types of occupations, medicine, oil, education, construction. We thank you for blessing every business, helping every person in their job to be promoted and blessed. But we also declare no accidents, no trauma, no terror, no evil plans of wicked men or the devil himself. We abide under the shadow of the Most High. Thank you, Father, for the door of utterance. Let us be the light and life you've called us to be. As we leave today, we can be an answer to people's prayer, a problem to the devil, and a miracle in someone's life. We leave today, Father, walking in faith and love towards you. We love you so much, for you first loved us. We walk in love toward one another. Thank you for our church. Thank you for our body to be assembled together with. Lord, we thank you also that we are the ambassadors of Christ, representatives of the kingdom of heaven. And we thank you that here at Island Church we're covered by the blood, empowered by the word, and anointed by the Holy Ghost. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com.